This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the 100% LCFC podcast, brought to you by our sponsors at ADT Taxes, Everard's Tiger and Peter's Pizziera. Welcome to today's podcast on 100% LCFC. You're listening on iTunes or maybe you're listening on SoundCloud. On today's show, I have a a Burnley perspective on the game coming up at the weekend. Uh, It's Natalie from No Nay Never. That's that's quite a a word full there if you you had a drink (laughs) or two. No Nay Never podcast. Uh, You can follow them at Twitter at No Nay Never. Natalie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having us. I'm so sorry about the other day messaging you. <laughs> Are you Guys, gonna fess up? <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't. You know what? It's the it's the best time to do this is to fess up on our own podcast. Uh, silly me assumed that uh, Natalie was male in the inboxing. <laughs> What are you guys up to? Should we do something? And the first I was, I'm you not. Said yeah, fellas. <laughs> I was, I'm not a man. <laughs> I'm used to it. It's absolutely fine. <laughs> Don't worry. Felt like an altered plonker. There you go. <laughs> Bless you. That's funny. <laughs> uh, I won't hey, hold it against you. I promise. You've got to own up to these things. You've got to own up to you these do. things. You do. And believe me, I've made enough mistakes. I don't know. Mistakes, misjudgments in my time as well. So <laughs> I really, honestly, it's, it's not a big deal. And it's it's some of the things that we come across quite a lot, actually. We had um, our International Women's Day um, special in terms of podcast recording. And, and it, it, I think one of the assumptions is, is just very much that it, it's a male-dominated prof- uh, profession. And the content that's out there is male-dominated. So I think it's just... It's nice every now and again to get a female perspective on this, there because it's not refreshing. many of us. This yeah. is refreshing. It really is refreshing. Um, I think once women's football, because it is getting bigger and bigger mm. and bigger, I think once it gets to a point where it's going to be maybe televised more, I think we might get more females involved with content and stuff, do you think? Or is that just... I hope so. I mean, we've certainly seen a rise in female-led um, faces on on major channels, I think Sky the, themselves, BT, they're both 
pushing um, female presenters out there and giving them much more opportunity to get prominent roles in, in certainly in Premier League coverage, especially. Um, I think there has to be a balance for me. I don't necessarily want to see um, females being pushed forward just for the sake of it. Yeah, not for the sake become... of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I also don't want there to just be a talk and one just to tick off a box if they're not very good. You know, I have I have no problem in in uh, females being um, denied the opportunity if they're just not very good because for me it should just be doesn't really matter whether you're male or female. You know, you just need a brain and a pair of eyes to be able to watch football and draw an opinion on it. And and if you if you can offer those opinions in a sensible and interesting format, then I don't really care what sex you are. And I don't necessarily think that there has to be um, a talking female in every show if that person doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah, no, spot on. Um, we've got many, many, many followers on 100% LCFC via Facebook uh, in particular. And I'd say it's a good... 60 40 split male to female oh, wow. so it's not but it's so it's not like it's you know just one sided affair so i'd love to get a, a, a maybe a content editor a, f- a female in on 100% lcfc so if you are listening you are female and you are a Leicester fan get in touch cuz we we would like a, a a lady uh perspective on Leicester stuff as well right let's move on to the fixture um we've got burnley coming up away and uh they're sitting 17th in the Premier League at the minute on 30 points. They, sh- they could potentially be in a relegation battle. Well, you are in a relegation battle, are, really. Yeah. It's the 18th spot, isn't it, that could, could 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 go down between you, Southampton, I would say Brighton still in there as well. And Palace, I think. Well, if you look at it from 13th down to 18th, there's only five points separated. Yeah. So New- Newcastle at the moment are on 34 points. Palace and Brighton on 33. Southampton on 30. Burnley on 30. And then Cardiff on 28. Now, just to, to put some perspective in this, just um, seven days ago, we were sitting six points clear of the relegation zone after Crazy, that win against Spurs. And then we had a horrible week where we had back-to-back losses against Newcastle and Palace. And then just an absolutely horrendous Saturday where we didn't even kick a ball and everything just went just, <laughs> just yeah. really frightening. And we find ourselves just two points clear. So we are in a relegation battle. Um, there's no there's no point in hiding that. And I think we have been for most of the season. Um, it, it, it is important to win those games. You know, like you just yeah, said, the, the draw against Southampton. I think, you know, if you'd have won that, that's that's another two points there. It, it's And it's against the sides that are, are down that sort of side of the table. They are the important games to win more than probably facing the top teams. Because at the, at the minute, it's like you say, it's all go down there. Um, do you do you blame the European tour? For being so low in the table I'm just giving you an, an idea of the fact that with Leicester when we was in the Champions League our debut season after we'd won the Premier League I had to get that in there sorry Natalie uh, no, I love it I love it <laughs> but, but, but um, yeah that season Ranieri was, was doing so well in the Champions League that I think he almost forgot that we were in the Premier yeah. League because we were struggling at the bottom as well is, is it because we're not me like Leicester and Burnley aren't really a top six side. We haven't got depth in the squad to to do both. I think that's a definite definite factor in there. I've I've been asked this question so many times this season just because it seems to be the one thing that felt different this year to previous years. And we've had some some great years and last year was incredible. We we overachieved. I think we put a new definition of overachieved in the dictionary last year. Yeah. Um, well, and, I, you know what? It was like a bit like a Fulham season when they got pro- yeah. uh, put into the Europa. Um, you, yeah, it was a very good run. It was an amazing run. It was one of those seasons where everything 
fell for as the stars aligned and we just managed to do a really good run and other teams like yourselves and Everton and maybe West Ham had poor seasons by their own standards and I think everybody because I think going up to maybe the last three or four games last season there was a chance that either you or Everton could have taken that seventh spot and in the end we just hung on for it um so has that been the reason for our poor season I think it hasn't helped but I don't think it's the sole reason um Burnley are well there's so many factors that mean we have to fight every Premier League season. We don't have any money outside of the TV revenue, so we haven't got an awful amount of money to spend on players, so we have to operate on a very small squad. We um, haven't got the the depth, like you said, in the squad to cover extra cup games or or a Europa League adventure. And actually, this season, we've been really, really hit with injuries, which we didn't have last year. So our, I think at one point, we only had one fit midfielder. You know, when you've got a small squad anyway, that's always going to challenge you now add on to that the fact that you're then having to start a season early you're having to um play competitive games when the t- everybody else is just starting their pre-season training um then yes you can look at it and think that must be a factor that said dyke didn't play any of well if, if he did one or two members of the first team in that in those european games it was the reserves side that played so then you can look at that and think well it, you shouldn't be tired you shouldn't be out of sorts from a Europa League adventure when you didn't play. Um, yeah. I, I wonder, I think if I was going to blame anything on the Europa League, I wonder whether there was perhaps a little bit of disappointment maybe between, uh, well, certainly coming from the players at the start of the season. If you think about this some way, you're the likes of Ben Mee, Sam Vokes, Jack Cork, those ben players, <laughs> Ben Mee, I love Ben Mee. Um, if you're those players and you worked your absolute, absolute backside off last season and got rewarded with a European a place in Europe and then you don't get to play any of it, how yeah. does that make you feel? Yeah. I, 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 even the most professional player, I think, must have felt a little bit annoyed at Deitch for the way that was handled. So I, I wonder whether... I, well, I guess where I'm getting at, and I'm sorry, I, I went into a bit of a ramble. There. No, no, it's OK. Yeah. That's, I asked you the question, so you yeah, give me the I, answer. I think, I think for me, I wouldn't say that the European tour was the sole reason, but I think what that did was catapult, um, was a catapult for a lot of other niggling little things that just meant we maybe didn't gel this season as well as we have done in previous years. Yeah, and we more, need to yeah, do that. Yeah, more fixtures. Um, yeah, gives more injuries, uh, more yes. chance to get you know those little niggles. Um, I think Thursday football is it makes it difficult as well. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah, I, I agree. Um, and that's the big worry about all of us uh, outside of that top six bracket of, of pushing for those spots is because you just don't know how it's going to affect you next season. No. Um, now, Leicester Burnley have faced each other 15 times in all competitions. Wow, uh, really? Yeah. Um, oh, we've got eight wins to your three uh, to to your three wins and oh. we've we've drawn Yay. four. We've, <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've drawn four between the two. Uh, and that's dated going back to uh, let me just get that up for you. Let's have a quick look. That's going back to 2010 actually. Would you believe? So we've not got a really long history then. I no, no. And the thing is, Leicester and Fulham, we've just beat Fulham 3-1. We'd only played each of us seven times. With a bad record, we've only beat them once. But with Brendan Rodgers walking in, Brendan Rodgers had a cracking record against Fulham and is now not lost in six against Fulham in all, all competitions for himself. So... I suppose his little personal record jumped on onto that for Leicester, which is yeah. good because it, it, we, I think Leicester are now going to 
start looking good. We we're, we're pressing again. We're, we're really pressing forward to get the ball back as soon as possible, which is the old Leicester way. Um, when we won the league, it was a high press, fast counter, and attack, attack, attack. And and I sort of see what Brendan Rodgers is slowly going to bring in. I think that is the 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 plan going forward. Now. Leicester Burnley fixtures previous uh, was a nil-nil at the King Power Stadium uh, before Christmas, November. I think that was our first game when uh, Mr. Vishai's helicopter went down, which was, it was yes. horrendous. And mm, uh, I, think you, I think you guys did something for us, actually. I think you, you the fans made a massive flag. Uh, it, it was brilliant. It was the most emotional game I've ever been to. Ever. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Um, so I don't want to keep bringing that up because I do bring that up nearly on every podcast. But we can't. That's that was. I think that's the story of our season. At the end of the day, you know, it was a horrible thing to happen, and I, I don't think the te- the team have really had time to grieve over it. No, I think that's a fair point. Actually, I certainly think looking at that from an outsider's perspective, it's such it's such a horrific thing to happen to any set of fans and any club, and you just look at it from an outsider and just think, I don't know how. I would cope if that would have happened to my club. I know we've had um, chairmen who have been with us for a long time who are Burnley people through and through. And yeah, yeah. I've got I've known who you are since I was a child. Oh, Mr. Vishai, happened... yeah, Mr. Vishai walked in when we was practically nobodies in League yeah. One. You know, yeah, exactly. And and to for what he's done for not just the club, by the way, he's done so much for the city. For the town, and, yeah. And yeah, and and I think because Leicester's very, I say eighty five percent locally supported by locals. I don't I don't really see us as a national sort of fan base. As no, we're the, big, the same. Yeah, we're yeah. the same. So so it you know it really hurt a lot. You know, it really hit home. It was horrendous. Um, but moving from that, the fixture before that, um, the last. The last visit to to Turf Moor was a two one win for you guys. It uh, was in, uh, in uh, I think it was April. I think of two thousand and eighteen. I was going to say it was around the same time last season. It was in that run up towards the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, it was. And uh, I, I, you know what? I can't think. Was it a Jamie Vardy goal? I think it was. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was. And yeah. I think was there a penalty miss or something? I can't. I honestly, I'm I'm, I'm struggling to remember this. No, one. I don't. I don't remember the penalty miss. Not last year, anyway. I remember. I remember penalty incidents. Oh, um, maybe it was before that. Yeah, maybe you're thinking of a couple of the, the season we went back down in 2013, 14 before we came back up again for the last time. Um, you, we had that. Um, it was between you and us. Essentially, we were both staring relegation. It was the season after you won the league, and we went up behind you in automatic. And oh yeah, we came yeah, to Turf yeah. Moor, and we got a penalty and missed it. And you went straight down the other end. Thirty <laughs> seconds later, it was from that missed penalty, got possession back and scored. So yeah. we lost. We went down. You stayed up, and then obviously that's the season right. later, you won the league. That's yeah. right. That's the yeah, great. I, I loved that's, that a gr- that's the great escape season. That's <laughs> it the was great, a great escape season. That's yeah. the one. And then you that's... just went on and just you know cheekily won the Premier League like you do. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. Dilly ding. Dilly dong. <laughs> Exactly, 40, po- you know, 40 just... points, 40 points, apparently, it was, was, was looking for and accidentally won the league. Who does that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who oh, does that? <laughs> oh, dear. Um, current form, uh, Burnley won two and then lost the next three games. Leicester, on the other hand, lost two and have won one, lost one and then won one. So we're on sort of on the rise more than you guys. Do you, this conversation's you... not cheering me up, by the way. Uh, look, I, I'm, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm talking facts. I, I, that's all I'm talking, Natalie. Lie to me. Lie to me. <laughs> Lie to you. Burnley are, are sitting fifth in the Premier League with one point oh, off of the gosh. top four. 
it's so terrible it's so better? terrible yeah it, yeah that'd be nice wouldn't it yeah no we, we are i mean it's a bit of a funny one for us really because you, you look at the current form and we went on an insane run where we um had eight games unbeaten from the awful drubbing against everton on boxing day and yes. um, we only just recently when we went to newcastle got, you know last tuesday was that six one five, five, five one six one uh, five one, the, yeah, the, the the Boxing Day one, and we hadn't lost in in 2019, and it's really depressing. It's such a hard thing to do to go eight games and beat in the Premier League, and then to still find yourself battling relegation is just such a depressing that's, thing. That's mad. <laughs> that is but absolutely. Mad. Um, yeah. The, the only bonus you've got there is the teams below you. You've actually got a better goal difference out of uh, over seven uh, over seven goals, I believe, uh, yeah. under Cardiff. So even yeah. if you were to sort of finish, I'd say on the same point, I think you'd still stay up because I can't see Cardiff outdoing you on goal difference. No, and actually, I, I don't even think it will get to that point. If you look at the remaining well, fixtures, I was about Cardiff to say that awful run. Or, I mean, ours isn't great. No, you've got who you got. You've got us. Do you find us uh, one of the a bigger sides to face, or yes, or not? Of course, you, no. You um, well, we find you like there's, like there's, an Everton-y sort of side. Yes, absolutely. There is the top six. There is the fight for for seventh spot, which is usually anything from about seventh to tenth usually yes. and then there's probably everybody else battling relegation so i see the sort of three three bits of the league and i certainly see you in that middle one that said i also see you as a game that we have we should and can win if we play well on our day we have the advantage of being at turf more yes. we also have the advantage that it does look like wolves are going to take that seventh spot so you haven't got an awful lot to 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 play for. Admittedly, I'd be much happier if you hadn't just got a new manager who you're trying to impress in there. We still had Puel in there. That would be much better. Yeah, I feel, well, I feel well more confident. anyone could beat us with Puel. We were yeah. useless. Yeah, you oh. could have waited a couple of weeks before you sacked him. That would have been that would have been nice. You know, think, got, think, well, think got, of the other team. <laughs> you've got Wolves after us, which is a, a yes. very similar side at the minute. They are, I'd say, on fire, really, in terms yeah. of achieved this season. Yeah, I they're think, probably going to get seventh, which is I incredible. reckon they they are you last season. Uh, I think they're better than us last season, to be honest. I really like. I really. I don't have a massive problem with Wolves. I think they're a a pretty unoffensive club. They've got a nice set of fans. They've been yep. patient through their years. They've got an incredible fan base that supported them in the lower leagues all the way through. And actually, if you look at the comparison between Wolves and Fulham this season, who both came up, they both spent a similar amount of money. Um, Fulham kind of went on a bit of a scattergun approach and just bought everybody for the sake of it and you could see quite clearly that they didn't have a clear and cohesive plan as to who they were buying and why whereas Leicester, uh, sorry not Leicester, Wolves spent smart, they knew what they needed and how it was going to gel and they've just gone about the business this year just quietly, they've not been arrogant they've not been full of themselves they've just, and and actually they've gone about it in the right way, they've attacked the league and it just goes to show um, so I'd, I'd be I'd be delighted for Wolves if they get that seventh spot. I really would. Definitely, uh, and and I just hope that it, they it doesn't do that following season like it has I hit you. Yeah. I just that's the only thing I worry about. Some of these sides. That's I don't. I think I feel. Thing. I think I feel less worried about Wolves than I do some of the other sides. To be honest, just because Wolves have got an awful lot of European players already in their squad, they've yeah. got so they have the experience of players who've played in the Europa League, and they have actually got a really big squad. So and they have the money behind them to be able to pay for 
um, lo the logistics of traveling around Europe in those qualification stages. We we didn't really, and we you know I think we we probably going to made a loss at the beginning of the season because we've had to fly all of our players around, and of course there's no prize money in these qualifying rounds. So um, I, th I feel like out of out of the the sides outside the top six, I think Wolves will probably be the best one set up for playing in Europe next year. Uh, I, I, you know what, I, I agree, um, and and I wish Leicester were the ones pushing for the seventh with the squad that we now have with, yeah. the, youngsters, with the youngsters that are coming in. Um, I'd say Pule's probably got to take some credit for bringing some of the youngsters in, and I think Brendan Rodgers actually said that in an article today, uh, which was out on Leicester Mercury, that that he deserves Pule deserves more credit for bringing in younger players. Yeah. Um, but you were just mentioning about the end of the the season fixtures for yourself, um, and I just looked at oh, ouch. You've yeah, got, I know, it, right? <laughs> ouch! You got Chelsea, Man City, Everton, and Arsenal back to back. Yeah. I, I mean, that's nearly. I'd say it's it's the equivalent of what we have as well. We've got West Ham, Arsenal, Man City, and Chelsea. Oh, so, wow, yes, we but, swap, yeah. just luckily we're we're in a probably in a driver's seat to stay up as it, I, you're probably quite not quite there yet. Uh, no, <laughs> you reckon? Oh my god! No, but that man, that Man City game is going to be uh, quite harsh on you, especially because if they they still obviously going to be pushing for the winning exactly. the league. Yeah, and if it's... you need, that's going to be an extra extraordinary game, and that's televised, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and I think it's interesting really because. When the fixtures come out at the start of the season in the Premier League, I, I don't tend to look at opening days. I don't look at Boxing Day. I don't look around no, the birthday things like no, that. I go, yeah, I go straight to the last eight games. And I saw that this season and just went, oh, my God, <laughs> that is horrendous. Um, now, we've got, we, we've got four games to get nine. I think 39 points and you're safe. So in the next four games, we have to get three wins. It's as simple as that. If we, are, if we go into those last four fixtures with... Not with with only on maybe thirty two, thirty three points, and 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 uh, Cardiff or Southampton if they drop um, into it as well, or maybe two or three points clear, then it's going to be us that goes down because we won't pick the points up, and you're then relying on other teams. Now you've got to look at Cardiff's fixtures. Their theirs is actually worse than ours. If you can, if you can I, even I, imagine yeah, that. Yeah, I've just I've just looked now actually. Their last We've, game, yeah. their last game of season is Man United. Yeah. They've got Palace, which is obviously going to be crucial. Yeah. Um, Fulham. Yeah, and Liverpool. So they've got Liverpool on their last, the last in the last four fixtures, like you've got yeah. Man City. So it, it, it's a very similar sort of problem for them. Yeah, no, it is. I think it's like I say. But I the mean, Burnley Cardiff game is going to be uh, that's going to be fantastic. That might be the decider, you know. Yeah. That might decide who goes down. But the thing it is, they've got do. Man City before that as well. So they've, yeah. they've, got, they've got two uh, potential league leaders fighting it out. And then they've got you that are fighting to stay up. So yeah. th th they've got a yeah. I see what you mean. Theirs is Wait, nasty. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's like we we've got we've got three games before we play Cardiff, or have we got two games? Have we got. I think we've got. Hang on, let me just find this now. Um, <laughs> sorry, just bear with me a second. I can't remember if it's two or three, but essentially we're in a, we're in a situation where we have we can't still be two points clear of them by the time we play them because and they've got teams that they shouldn't be winning. So we've got to play. Um, yes, yeah, so we've got three games, so they're the, they're the last one before we hit that last four games, which is great for us. So we've got Leicester Wolves and Bournemouth before then. Um, if we if we can get six four points, set, set, I'd take nine would be nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> set uh, three six seven would be nice. 
Uh, even six would be nice because essentially we have to at least get two wins out well, of those almost, three. You'd almost hope your end that Leicester and Bournemouth haven't really got anything to sort of play for. No, in exactly. A way. Yeah, exactly. So that's what you're almost hoping for, but I, I'm sorry, but I think the players are going to go all out. Um, oh yeah, no, I for, do. For I'm, Brendan I'm, Rogers. Yeah, <laughs> I do too. I'm, I'm terrified. I think, <laughs> but I just think it's one of those where we just have to get it. We have to get it wrapped up because Cardiff's poor games come at the beginning of that eight game run whereas I was come at the end so if we go into those last four fixtures and we're still only two points clear or one point clear or worse they've overtaken us because they've beaten us at turf we've doomed there's no way we're going to get out of it Right. Oh. Look, thank you, thank you for for coming on and talk because you know, load, you know, you know your stuff, and that's what I like, you know. And it's refreshing to have a female on that knows her stuff and is, uh, yeah, it's brilliant. Um, and the last question I'm going to ask you before we we cut is predictions, score predictions, and goal scorer. Go. Um, <laughs> I have to, I have to back my boys, so I'm going to say two one. To the Clarets, yeah, and I'm gonna say Ashley Barnes and James Tarkovsky um, for the Clarets. Oh, okay, very confident there, straight away. <laughs> no if in, no buts, <laughs> straight in two one. I'm I'm gonna go the opposite way. Uh, I have I have actually done this on our on our own podcast and 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 said that we're gonna lose. We're going to draw. We're going to lose. I've said this many times, so this isn't like like a biased thing. But I do think with Jamie Vardy now back to, I'd say he's going to be back to form under Rogers. Uh, there's smiles. There's lots of hugging going on, which is a bit weird. But there you go. Uh, that wasn't with Pule. I think he's going to score. Uh, I think he's going to get another two against you guys. I think we're going to win three three one. Oh, so three one, Jamie, Jamie, <laughs> Jamie Vardy to score first. I have Jamie Vardy to score, but I think we, I think we'll go two 0 ahead, and then you'll just pull one back, and then it'll be a really nervous ending. I'm really looking forward to it, Natalie. I really. Yeah, am. me too. Me too. Are you going? Are you going yes. to the game? Yes, you are. Oh, brilliant. Um, I think there's one of the lads from the content team from 100% LCFC will be there. So if you do any videos or anything, I don't know if you do that sort of stuff, but if you do, they will be around. All oh, right. Well, we can give them a. <laughs> yeah look thank you for coming on where can we find your work on online you can find us at nonanevernet which is um it, well it's at nonanever.net which is our website which has got all of our um podcasts on there um find us on twitter it's just nonanever and natalie underscore bromley and i am the editor of the podcast and you can come and say hello and lesser oh. fans come and speak to us after the game even if even if we win uh, come and let us know how you feel about whether we're going to survive or not that would be great and that would be great. That was Natalie from No Nay Never podcast. Make sure you give her a follow on Twitter and make sure you listen to their stuff as well because she sounds like she really does know her stuff. Coming up on 100% LCFC on Sunday morning, we have the post-match chat. Depending on the results, you know how that show goes with Jamie from The Fox's Arms in Alcudia. Of course, there's Phil who will be on Monday night on the Fan Zone show, which usually involves a couple of the 100% LCFC team, usually Tom and Neil join in. We we do have the youngster in the house as well, um, LCFC boyer, Anthony Howard. He's got a, his own YouTube thing going on, so you can always check his work out. And I'm obviously live on a Wednesday night on Facebook as well as doing the podcasts. Thank you for listening. Thank you for following 100% LCFC. And thank you for just taking part in the shows in the comments section. 
Cheers, guys. Make sure you follow us at 100LCFC. And that's a wrap. We are out. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.